Welcome back. We have pecans, red snapper, and tropical weather that might come in this very general direction. Maybe. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. This Thanksgiving, when you go pick up what you need for a pecan pie, or if you use pecans instead of marshmallows in the crust of your sweet tater casserole, and God bless you if you do, well, you might not have to deal with a big price spike in pecans this year. That's despite so many Alabama pecan trees being destroyed by Hurricane Sally last month. And that coming just three years after Hurricane Michael clipped the southeast corner of Alabama and knocked down a swath of pecan trees, mostly in Georgia. AL.com's John Sharp reports that some farmers are saying that it's been a strong year for pecans in the southeast, despite hundreds of trees being wiped out in Baldwin County, Alabama. So the supply should be all right, at least in the short run. But even if for a few years the market were a little more sensitive to lean seasons, the real immediate impact is that this is almost a generational setback for some farmers. If you're in soybeans and your crop is ruined, if you're able to stay in it, then you're going to be able to plow and plant this spring. But your pecan trees aren't coming back for a while. New trees might not be pumping out their maximum yield until the 30s. I'm talking about 30s, the decade. Brian Wilkins is a research associate for the Horticulture Department at the Gulf Coast Research and Extension Center at Auburn University. Quote, a lot of the growers are in their 50s and 60s, and if they replant next year, they'll be in their 70s when a tree starts producing. I've had two or three tell me it's just not worth it. I've also had several tell me they will maintain what is still up, but they won't replant. Now, he also said that the younger farmers likely will replant. Right now, officials are telling farmers to contact the Farm Service Agency offices and check the USDA's Farmers.gov website for possible disaster aid. A lot of saltwater anglers have been saying that there are more red snapper in the Gulf of Mexico than fisheries officials and researchers have been telling us. And it matters because the population estimates help determine just how many red snapper the states and feds will allow you to take during each recreational season. It can affect when and how often you go out on the boat and how many snapper you get to keep each time. And red snapper is good, friends and neighbors. Well, it turns out that sometimes a fisherman knows what he or she is talking about. AL.com's Lawrence Specker reports that the Great Red Snapper Count, a survey done out of Texas A&M, has reported new information on just how the species is doing in the Gulf. Chris Oliver is the Assistant Fisheries Administrator at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Quote, First, the welcome news. Based on this study, there are more red snapper in the Gulf of Mexico than previously thought, possibly up to three times as many. We can all agree that's a good thing. Now, the flip side to this is that they were almost certainly able to count more fish with this study. You see what I mean? Estimates have typically come mostly from the fish that were being caught. In this study by the Heart Research Institute, they used visual data and sonar surveys along with tag recovery reports. And they counted the snapper on the Gulf floor, away from structure and artificial reefs where people typically fish. And while red snapper might be denser around that structure, 
Overall, there are probably more of them spread across the sand and mud. This study found those fish and recorded them. Oliver essentially said that because the scale of this study was so huge, they were bound to find more fish. And that probably means that even if they do loosen up restrictions on red snapper over the coming seasons, don't bet the farm that we'll see too dramatic a change right away. It's Monday, and we like to look ahead to the week in Alabama weather with weather reporter Lee Morgan. We have her here now. Lee, I have not paid too much attention to the forecast because I've been outside enjoying the weather all weekend. What what are, what are we looking at this week in the state? We're looking at some trouble, potentially. I hate to say it, but... Always got bad news, it sounds know, like. I'm sorry. But hey, the good, first part of the week is going to be nice. So enjoy that. It's going to be dry, and temperatures aren't going to be too hot. So it'll be nice the first part of the week. But really, we're kind of ignoring that and looking to the second part of the week, where we might have potential trouble in the tropics. Um, we're tracking a system that will be named Delta. We're in the Greek alphabet now. We've run through all the regular storm names and have had to resort to the Greek. Now, by the time people hear this, mm-hmm. will there be two other storms formed yeah. way out in the Atlantic? And then we'll be on like, I don't know, what's next, Sigma? <laughs> You're right. The way this year is going, it's that would be possible. But no, we're focusing on this one. It's in the Caribbean. It's supposed to cross over Cuba by Wednesday. Could be a hurricane at that point. It'd be Hurricane Delta. And then track northward across the Gulf. Now, um, as of now, and this will change, the forecast, track, and intensity forecasts are going to change a whole lot during the week. So it's, you know, important, as anybody along the coast should know, to just keep updated on the latest track forecast because there will be shifts as we go forward. This is a developing system until they get a solidified center. Then, you know, we, we, it's hard to get a fix on where that's going to go right now. We're looking at landfall sometime late in the week, Friday, possibly anywhere from Western Louisiana, all the way to the, uh, Alabama, Florida border. So, and I know this is like way out and, and, you know, Everybody has to pay attention as it goes because things change. But this one, I looked at the map. It's not forecast to be this slow-moving, you know, storm like the last one, right? No. It, well, right now. Because that's what everybody on the coast is is all It's going to be gunshot about. How much right, rain are we going to get? Right. Uh, right now, it's not looking that way. We're just going to have to see. Yeah. There's a lot of unknowns. Sure. I mean, right now, the National Weather Service in Mobile, they're watching it closely, of course. I mean, the only thing they can guarantee is there's going to be more rip currents along the coast uh, starting now. So watch out for that if you're going to be at the beach. Okay. Well, uh, other impacts will come clear as we get yeah. closer to it. But just keep an eye on it. It could be a strong one. We're looking. The intensity forecast is always uh, uncertain. Could be up to upwards of a category right. two um hopefully it could weaken some as it nears the maybe it won't do anything <laughs> <laughs> maybe but <laughs> not the way our luck is going this year so just keep an eye on it everybody and i hope y'all stay safe okay what's the what's the best day this week to uh go golf then <laughs> if I'm going to sneak out of the office early. Uh, well, I think the first Is part the of the week is going to be better. Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Earlier uh, the better. Yeah, then. temperatures are going to uh, slowly rise during the week, so it's going to get a little hotter as the week goes on. So. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Lee. No problem.
Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow and every day this week. In between, come see us anytime you want to on the World Wide Web at AL.com. Thank you.